Hello, hello, hello. It's Coach Ty, and this is the Tiny Steps Big Moves Podcast. It is a show where I share stories of inspiring women who are pivoting in life, have changed career paths, and have gone into entrepreneurship, community leadership, and the like, while taking tiny steps towards a big move journey. We hope the show is both inspiring and motivating with a sprinkle of faith built in. My Generation X crew, this is a show just for you. It is meant to push you to live more, give more, and be more. Be blessed. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Coach Ty, and welcome back to the podcast, Tiny Steps, Big Moves. Today, I have a very special guest. I know I say that a lot, but you guys are all special. Uh, We have a special guest today, and she's going to tell us about her journey um, and give us that whole journey, the whole process with us. And so um, I'm excited for her to share her story. Um, so please, ma'am, could you introduce yourself? Hi, Coach Ty. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's a pleasure. I love supporting other entrepreneurial women uh, in their journeys, especially who look like me. Uh, in any case, my name is Nicole Pendergrass, and I am a multifamily investor, commercial. And my journey really started, um, oh, geez, Louise, this could get long, but I'll try to give you the condensed version. Yes, no problem. <laughs> so I, I found out about real estate investing. I was searching for that next thing to do. I had decided that going to medical school was not my journey. Mm-hmm. I spent my undergrad career as pre-med was proud of myself for never giving up and sticking with it. And I've seen other people dropping like flies, left and right. Oh, they're not pre-med anymore? Uh Uh-huh, like, well, I made it. You're not tough, I'm tough. Like, I made it. I stuck it through to the end, right? Then I have this pre-med degree. I start working at a hospital before I decide I'm going to uh, to med school. I'm working at this hospital with doctors, and I'm just like, uh, they're not really that happy (laughs) with what they're doing. So maybe I should give it some deep thought before I decide to spend the next 15 years doing this medical school journey, becoming a doctor. Um, so I was searching for what, what that option was, something that I love to do um, because I knew a lot of people were in stuck in jobs that they didn't like doing. Right. Sure. And years of that, a couple of years of that, I was doing undergraduate studies and some other courses and, you know, things like that to try to discover what that was. Um, I came to a three day real estate conference. And okay. that kind of exposed me to the option that real estate investing was not just for big people who have big corporations and millions of dollars, like the everyday normal person could invest in real estate and change their financial future. Okay. So to me, I was completely sold. This was it. This was my ticket. Jumped in with both feet. Okay. But at that time, I was still a few years out of college. So I had, of course, decimated my credit in college. I did. I wasn't making a ton of money. You know, okay. I had debts I was trying to pay off. And I, I started with the newbie strategies that were like wholesaling and, you know, whatever I could yeah. do with my limited capital. Okay. Um, so I spent years along that journey, not doing any deals, not getting anywhere, like having no leeway, like investing, going to all the networking meetups, going sure. to conferences, flying to other cities and seeing what was happening there and like, touring markets okay um long story short that's 
anyway, years, and I'm not get, making any leeway. And I finally am able to purchase a three-family house hack in 2015. Okay. Uh, I lived in one of the units, rented the other. The only thing I wanted, I live in New York City, so I knew I had to decrease my expenses. Okay. Trying to cut out cable, coffee, all these other little $30, $40 expenses here and there. That's not going to sure. do much for me living in New York City. Um, the biggest thing I could cut was rent. Okay. So I had just got my own apartment, like the symbol of like adulthood. You got your own place, right? Absolutely. And I had that for one year when I'm deciding what can I do to cut expenses. And then they send me a lease in the mail with like a $70 rent increase. And at that time, I was like, what? $70? For what? Like, I pay my rent on time. Whatever is my rent, $70. <laughs> like, it was so uh -huh. much money. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I'm trying to scrimp and, scrimp and save. And y'all going to do a rent increase of $70? It's crazy. So that's when I decided to, that it was time for me to uh, buy something. And okay. so then that's when I started looking. And I was able to purchase. Um, and I, I, that's when I decided I want to live for free. So okay. that three family house hack is what did that for me. It gave me a okay. lot of hands on experience, et cetera, et cetera. Learned how to manage property, learned how to mm -hmm. deal with contractors, be a sure. relation, all that stuff. Okay. Um, a few years later, I was able to refinance and that refinance is kind of where the trajectory started to what I'm doing today. Okay. I was able to, um, so let me pause you. Let me pause oh, you there. Sorry. No, I, no, I no, this is on. great. This is great. No, because I I, I want us to go full speed ahead. You don't yes. even understand how much I want us to go full speed ahead. Uh, but for our listeners, as I'm listening to you, as we talk about you introducing yourself and just kind of, you know, kind of your journey, um, even the start of it. So um, we were saying that you're in the, in the Northeast, right? Or you were at the Northeast at the time, right? Um, kind of. I'm still here. Mm -hmm. You're still still in the Northeast. Okay, great. Because mm -hmm. um, that just gives people kind of a perspective of when we start to think about mindset um, and kind of where we are, it's where do we start? Um, some people may have start in a different place. Um, and sometimes the geographic, we don't give that enough credit um, as to part as why we think the way we do. Um, and sometimes I think we, we need to give that a little bit of credit. Like, this is why I thought the way I did, because this is what I saw. Um, and, and then from there. But so I, from what I hear, uh, the college life in the pre-med, um, that's fascinating um, to me um, as a social science kind of gal. Um, and then having that background, but seeing that there was something else, like there's something missing kind of sounds like right that's mm -hmm. what it sounds like to Definitely. me okay yeah mm -hmm. okay and then in the real estate space it sounds like you did a couple of different types of things before you landed on the thing or is yeah. that is that why okay yeah All right. no so i say keep going and then i'll jump in as you go yeah and there's so like i was trying to accelerate that story but there's so much i could dig into each piece of that that process and journey but um, starting back from where I refinanced my three unit, and that was okay. the start of me getting into commercial multifamily, okay. which is something I always wanted to do and go a little bit bigger. But I always thought that I had to have more of an established portfolio or be a certain mm -hmm. place in my career to get sure. started in commercial. Um, but then I got to this point after I was mm -hmm. like four years in my three family. And I'm like, all right, this is enough time. Like, I found I was pregnant with my second 
daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first daughter was old enough that I kind of start like I was starting to get the hang of motherhood and I could breathe. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. all right. Now it's time for me to jump back into what I was doing previously and just going networking and going to the events sure. and doing all the stuff. Um, so I started that again in search of what would be the next thing, because I knew there was a couple of different larger asset classes that I wanted to get mm-hmm. involved in, things that would help with with cash flow, which was my real concern. Okay. Um, and I ultimately ended up on multifamily because I thought that was a great foundation. And mm-hmm. then once I got established in multifamily, I could add the other asset classes to my portfolio as I grew. But okay. multifamily should be the, the main foundation because people need a place to live. I was hearing about the big demographic shift with um, baby boomers retiring and needing sure. to downsize. And now like the younger generation, they don't want to buy a house and be stuck in a in a, a one place for 30 years. Like they want the flexibility to move around. So rent sure. provides them that. So being in multifamily kind of got both ends of that spectrum. Okay. So I, I jumped from there. So that refinance helped me get a down payment for my first commercial building. It also okay. helped me do, um, I was trying to disseminate that capital into as many different wealth building buckets as possible. So I bought yeah. like some gold with it. I was like studying monetary policy, <laughs> like just doing sure. all the stuff. Well, so I bought, well, not gold, silver. I bought some silver. I couldn't afford sure. gold. Oh, Let I me bought, ask I you a question. The, with, yeah. So with the when how did you find your um well listeners out there? Um I mean we we know of house hacking and all those things now. Um, but I know we haven't it's been around a while, we just put a name to it. Um, mm-hmm. but how did you find that? So that first um your first three flat? Is that yeah. on MLS or because I know you said you have relationships? If you're in wholesaling, you know the other wholesalers, but you also get connected to other people, um, in my experience. So how did you find that first one to begin with? I say in wholesaling with air quotes because um, we were doing it, but we Mm -hmm. had never done a deal. Like we were doing all the stuff you're supposed to do. So I don't think we were. And there weren't that many people. I had met one other person in New York City who had actually completed a wholesale deal. So okay. it wasn't that prevalent or we just weren't in the right circles or whatever. So it's not like I had a network of other wholesalers who okay. were actually active or had deals. Sure. But what it did help me do is wholesaling had gave me the know-how and strategy of finding that three unit. So okay. I knew how to pull lists. I pulled lists from listsource.com. Okay. If anyone wants to go there. I knew some strategies on sending direct mail campaigns like yellow letters and new mm-hmm. cards and how to stand out sure. um, amongst all the direct mail that people normally get. And I knew okay. I wanted to get off market. Um, okay. So I was mailing, I pulled a list of specifically three and four unit properties in certain zip codes of the Bronx. And mm-hmm. I started mailing. Actually, I only mailed, I said, you're supposed to expect to mail five or six times, seven times to get like good response. I was just looking for one property and I ended up just sending one mailing. Mm -hmm. I sent them at 4th of July. I sent red envelopes with note cards inside that had like 4th of July flags and, you know, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, I hand wrote the envelopes. Uh, You know, I hand, I semi hand wrote, I had a hack for semi handwriting the inside because I wanted to look personalized. Sure. And one of the phone calls I received back from that mailing ended up being the property that I purchased. Ah, okay. Got it. So it sounds like some of the, even though you maybe not close the deal, some of the marketing strategies um, from wholesaling and I, I mean, sales 
is is it period right when you're in your space mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. we don't want to call it that um but that's exactly what it is um and even facets of sales so okay so would you say when we talk about career pivoting changing so at this point and are you still doing your w2 in um in the medical field um while you're doing this and um being the mom and so are you still doing all those things at the same time? Yes. I'm okay. still at that same first job that I got out of college Okay, <laughs> because I've been so focused on growing my real estate career that sure. I have not focused on growing my actual, like my W2 career at yeah. all. Like I sure. already knew that that was not going to be, that's not my, my retirement plan. Um, This is not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be here forever. Also, I didn't realize real estate takes so long to build up. Mm. Um, I thought a couple of years would be good, but sure. it's been a lot of years later. I think I started, I learned about it. I went to that first three-day seminar of 2010. It is 2023, man. So Yeah, a, so it's a definitely not a sprint, but a marathon. It's that's a marathon. Sure. It okay. is a marathon. Great. So I'm having that, you know, career, it's not, you, you're still pivoting. It sounds like, right. Cause I'm staying yeah. in here. Okay. Um, uh, to, because this is where I have longevity, um, seems like, right. It's what I know, um, while I'm pursuing what I want to have, it sounds like. Exactly. And I've been work, I've been leaving my job like every year for the past five years or <laughs> at least or 10 so every year, like one of my doctors, I've been working with him for a long time. And every year I'm like, oh, well, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And he rolls his eyes like you say that every year. <laughs> so ah. it's one of those things. But this year is the year. Like this year is the year. Okay. So I've honestly, because last the, before, I was just naive with how quickly real estate would happen and how easily I could do a wholesale deal. Because that was pitched to the new investors as like, the easy debt for like no money down way to get involved in real estate. And it's of just course. simple, blah, blah, blah. It's a simple process. It's not easy to execute. Okay. Um, and so now because I've moved up into the commercial multifamily space, mm-hmm. I've surrounded myself in, in particular rooms and mentorships and things like that. And mm-hmm. I've really been able to scale not only from the, the couple of multifamily properties that I own as joint ventures, but mm-hmm. I've also been able to be general partner on larger syndication deals where we okay. help limited partners like passive investors come in and invest their equity. So I've been starting to do that. Okay. And just all of that combined has started mm-hmm. to give me the cash flow that I need to step away from my job. I'm working okay. on one or two more things this year. I okay. think so by the end of the spring, early summer, I'll be able to step away or at least I've, I'm working on doing a part time remote position. Okay. So still pays for healthcare. That's the one thing. Healthcare is expensive. So it's kind of the one foot in, one foot out strategy. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I guess if it if it gets you to what your ultimate goal is, um, then we work it until we can no longer work here. Right. Working the yeah. nine to five until the five to nine becomes your nine to five or nine to two, or nine to one, or 10 to one, whichever you want to do, <laughs> um, you know, is, is, is certainly up to you. I would say as you're, um, when, what would you say if you were to describe, it sounds like, you know, being a mom, then, and then having the love, and then from a business perspective, having cash flow, um, being some of the goals that you had, but what would you say was the, uh, the motivator for you to make the change, um, Um, anything specific that would motivate you or yeah Mm -hmm. um so i did i went over that part of the story just because i was trying to accelerate but 
in 2010 is the year my dad passed away. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the same year that I found out about this real estate conference and, and was able to go and wanted to jump in. Okay. My, he, he didn't, my mom did not get a huge severance or mm. not severance, but a huge like payout life insurance. He didn't have life insurance. Like he might, she might've got a small pension cause he was in the military. It was nothing um, sure. crazy. Sure. I don't, I don't even know what the total amount she got was, but it had mm. to be 30, 40,000, maybe, maybe if that, sure. you know, sure. um, and when I went to that three-day seminar, of course, it was the first one I ever went to. And, of course, sure. they have you run to the back of the room and say, oh, check your credit cards tonight and look at this mm -hmm. and look at that. You don't know what's coming. Like, you're naive. You don't really know. And sure. bring somebody. Bring your parents with you. Bring your other person. Like, bring someone influential with you the next day to the last day of the conference. So, of course, I bring my mom. Like, I have a credit card. I'm still I'm, – I burned myself in debt in college. I have ruined – decimated my credit score in college. Like, all sure. of that. I messed it up. So I bring my mom to the third day of the conference and I was just so excited about it because the first time I'm hearing about this and I'm like, mom, you have to come with me to this last day of this conference. Like this real estate thing, you could just invest and you could make all this money, blah, blah, blah. So she came and she was just like impressed, as impressed and excited. And she actually used a portion of that proceeds to pay for me to join the mentorship group of that um, program. Okay. Um, of course, that was not the best picking mentorship you like you should maybe do some more research i mean the internet yeah. existed then like sure. it wasn't that long ago the internet was around i knew how to use it <laughs> i used it for college so i don't know why i was so blindsided by the opportunity that i failed to think about why don't i just go back and google this like why don't mm -hmm. i research real estate because i thought if I didn't take advantage of this opportunity right now, I'm going to not ever be able to invest in real estate ever in my entire life because this is the only shot that I got. Sure. Well, I so. think that, again, where we were and where we are and where we're going, right, is uh, it's part of the journey, really. It's part uh, of the journey. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the journey. Um, And uh, I think there's a reason why it's in the back of the room and there's a reason why these things continue to exist. Right. So people are aware and not aware, but the big thing for you, it sounds like that you caught the beginnings of the bug. Um, and so, uh, right. So that's really what, really what it boils down to. And so at some point there may not necessarily be a price tag to get put on that. Right. Because what you're going to be able to do is going to be infinite. So I would yeah. think about it like that. It was quite a, I'm sure quite a bit of other folks <laughs> were in that same boat. Yeah. So, right. And that's where the why comes from. Cause then a lot of there people ask me, how did you, what was your why? Like, how did you go through so many obstacles? How did you keep pushing through? How are you so persistent? Like, how are you still doing this today? A lot of the people that I met in the Rhea and when I was first started are not active in real estate now, or maybe they're doing mm -hmm. a little bit here or there. They haven't done deals. Like the fact that I've done what I've done so far is mm -hmm. really kind of mind-blowing but mm -hmm. my why and of course it grows and develops over time but my initial sure. why was my mom not only because she paid for me to take that mentorship sure. but it was the years before my dad was always sick and mm -hmm. he had been sick for as long as i remember and he couldn't work he was on disability mm. so my mom worked two to three jobs for as long as i can remember probably till i went to college um mm. So I just saw her consistently always working. We would go to jobs with her to help her finish up one job in time so she could go to the next, the next job in time. Sure. So that's just part of the process. And so mm -hmm. in that, 
we I have four younger brothers, right? Okay. So she had to work because she had to take care of the family of seven off of one salary, right? Sure. Um and the the thing is that we were all in so many different activities. Okay. She could never she could never really come to them. She sure. was always working, right? And so sure. she did like my mom did such a great job, especially being a mom now with two kids. I don't know how she did five. Like, that's shout out to mom for sure. Shout out to mom because I'm doing. I'm just struggling with two. Like, this is crazy. But in any case, in my mindset, one, I wanted to retire my mom. I didn't okay. want her to have to work as hard. And okay. two, whenever I had kids, I wanted the uh, capacity to be able to be there for their events and for their stuff. Okay. So it sure. was like a double pronged. Um, why was my motivator? Sure. The, the well, I like that you discussed about the why because I think that's um that's really important. I what motivates us sometimes becomes our why. Um, but sometimes they're two separate things. And so what you know, we kind of had a little discussion about what motivates you previously. Um, when we kind of set this up, but the other motivator was truly um as you mentioned with your mom, right? And so making sure that you know, it's almost we feel as children that if our parents have invested certain things in us, um, that there's a payback involved. And now our parent doesn't look at it as all at at all. Um, but we feel a certain most children feel a certain like, hey, I just want to make sure that they're good. And so that's um, that's what it sounds like uh, with you. Yeah, um, it being in this a little bit, uh, I would say around the decade piece, I, I suspect you have a lot of valuable lessons. Um, and so I wanted to ask you, could you give us some valuable lessons um, from your journey? You're Because you're in the pivot, um, but you're also kind of pushing that out in terms of your career field um, and, may, and shifting, sounds like 2023. Um, you know, and so what would you give us? Could you, could you give us some valuable lessons uh, from your uh, journey? Of course. First valuable lesson, trust, but verify. You got to vet everybody. Look at the information that you're giving you. And I say that off of the purchase of my three family. The guy I was buying it from was an experienced, like he was a rat rehabber and flipper. He was telling me information throughout the process that once we closed, I found out he was telling different information to the sellers. Um, okay. I was supposed, or not sellers, the tenants. And so I walked in with this whole welcome letter that spelled out X, Y, Z. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is not what he told us. Like, so mm. in New York City, you got a lease. You got to abide by the lease. This is the lease that he gave them. So I was just kind of screwed on certain things. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's one thing. And there that could go into a big, deep, um, discussion too, but at the very surface level, trust but verify. The other thing is, is actually something that really um, is impactful to me because I still struggle with it on a okay. consistent basis. And this is learning to be grateful for where you are today mm-hmm. and what you've accomplished so far. And so one of the things that they always tell you when you want to level up is never be the smartest person in the room. Like mm-hmm. get into those rooms where there's people who are ahead of you that can motivate and, and you can see their journey and you can aspire, you can follow their footsteps, right? No one ever discusses the other side of that coin. The okay. other side of that coin is disappointment in what you've accomplished because you're comparing yourself to what other people have accomplished. Who are ahead okay. of your journey. Um, and if you're in enough rooms and there's enough people ahead of you, you're in these bigger rooms, then that can just still be like, oh, 
how did those people partner? I spoke to that person on the phone too. How come they didn't want to partner with me? Or how they got a they got a closing? I didn't get a closing. I was doing the same thing. Like you're doing all the things, but you see success of other people around you, and okay. if you don't feel like you're keeping up or having some kind of success, you can definitely feel discouraged in the okay. process. So on the one side, being in those rooms is motivating. On the other side, it can be discouraging. The one book that I found that completely shifted my mindset on this um, is, crap, of course I'm going to forget the name of it right at this second. It's the same author of Who Not How, but it's, it's their other book. Oh my gosh, why am I having like, this such we'll a come, big... We'll come back to it, but I'm very familiar with oh, Who Not okay. How. Yep. Yes. So it's the same author as Who Not How. Okay. But, um, oh, The Gap in the Game. I knew it. The Gap in the Game. Okay, yes. Gap in the Game. Everyone get that book. So what that taught me was, instead of comparing yourself to other people, which I already knew you're not supposed to do that anyway, but compare yourself to your present self to your past self. Mm -hmm. Like, And it helps you look backwards in your journey and in your story to, let's say, three years ago, what did you have then? What mm -hmm. is, what were your hold like if you're an investor, what are your holdings or or what were you doing? What was your finances? What are your credit score? What is that? Okay, two years ago, what was it? One year ago, six months ago, what was it? And honestly, if you and I think he even takes you five years, ten years ago to look. And when you take that into account, you actually do the exercise and you, you sit and really think about it and list out mm -hmm. what you've done then compared to what you've done now, mm -hmm. you can be just really shocked and surprised at your progress. Because sure. when you're in the weeds, just chugging along, trying to make things work, you think that everything is taking so long. Everything is so difficult. Every step is tiny. <laughs> like, when can yes. I when can I go fast and far, right? Sure. And you don't see the progress mm -hmm. of, like, the, all the little microscopic needlepoint movements. Like, you don't, it doesn't seem like you're getting far anywhere. But when you actually turn around after a year of doing all these little tiny things, you realize how far you've come. And that yeah. was transformation for me. No, I think that's a, a great one. Um, gratitude is something I'm really working on. Um, and I kind of preached that a little bit um, because when you are hyper-focused, um, you sort of can't see out. That's the point of being hyper-focused is like, mm -hmm. I, I don't need any distractions. Um, and sometimes we have to be a know that our own thoughts can be distractions, right? Okay. And um, to move us forward. So no, I love that. I love um, having the gratitude, seeing where you are. And I, I think I would just add that having people around you um, who saw where you were um, and can kind of like, did you remember where you were Yeah, last year? Um, yeah. You know, in my case, sometimes you knew where you were six months ago, like, and mm -hmm. where are you now? Um, and it's because your thoughts are different right now than they were last year, uh, last quarter. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great, um, valuable lesson to have a level of gratitude. And I would say even further more from the gratitude is you're not having for listeners out there. If you don't have a gratitude journal, then I recommend you get one. Um, because there's something to be said about putting that down on paper, um, cause sometimes we don't want to do that, but, uh, putting that down on paper will really help you. Cause in the moment, sometimes where you don't want to write, 
You don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to be one with your thoughts. Um, looking at your gratitude journal from last month or last year, this same time um, can kind of help you move you along in this in this race um, and to kind of help you out. So thank you for those um, valuable lessons. Um, and you mentioned tiny steps and we kind of do them interchangeably here. Um, so I'd like to ask you what uh, tiny steps, one or two, you can give more. Um, would you give um, the listeners out there um, as it relates to your journey and then something they can kind of gather with them? Um, because this is a process. Um, we spoke about this before recording. Entrepreneurship is a process. Uh, it's a journey um, and it, it ebbs and flows. So um, could you give us some tiny steps or um, that would be helpful? Um the biggest tiny step, and I'm sure you've had other guests say this, is the education. Um, and it, even before education, is personal development piece. Okay. It's t- looking in the mirror and being able to not only, I'm not talking about just like affirmations and bigging yourself up, give yourself confidence, but it's really knowing what do you value and okay. what do you want your life to look like and what are you willing to accept versus not accept? You know, like those little things. Um, so I would say the tiny step to do in order to start digging into those things is just start reading books. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll have an example I'll give out. Scribd.com. This mm-hmm. S-C-R-I-B-D, no yes. E. Um, they are, it's like a combination of um, Amazon, like Audible and Kindle. Mm-hmm. So you have ebooks and audiobooks in there, but they're nonfiction. So business growth, personal development, biographies, like anything like that that's growth oriented mm-hmm. is there. It's like ten dollars a month and you get unlimited. There's no like five downloads a month or you get a credit or nothing. Like it's unlimited. You can download and, and access as much as you want. So that's what I really use. I've started a book club for that purpose and I use that and it's very economical that gives you access to so many more books to read so that's a huge a huge tiny step that you can take that once you start developing that that mental toughness and understanding like your personality type and what you really want to do and accomplish and value and those systems now you can take that information and move it over into the education space deciding what what investment or asset class or what you want to actually do in life and how does that align with who you are as a person okay. and make sure that lines up. So I think that those are the first steps of really getting involved and, and making sure that the next steps you take are in the right direction. Sure. No, thank you for that. The um, tiny steps uh, of educating is, um, is big. Um, each guest has their different way of how they've been educated, right? We have some OJT, right? Some folks that are getting right on the job, training as they're reading. Um, and then you have those um, that like myself who will read um, at nauseum and then, and then act feel like I, you have to have enough information to make a move. Um, that's actually knowing myself, right. Or, you know, folks, our, our listeners knowing themselves to know, okay. Um, but at the same time, reading enough to get started. I often I see now I talk to a lot of people both on this podcast and not who have read at nauseum <laughs> and they haven't acted at all. 
And so um, I think she makes a good point that you need to read for under fundamental understanding of what's happening, but you also need to act. And so oh, yeah. that's what she's also saying, like, okay, read, but now move to the next step and move to the next step. <laughs> um, and so that you can eventually, you know, keeping your why in mind, we've talked about that already, but you also need to act. Um, you know, Nicole mentioned that, hey, I was in the art RIA and some of those people are not even investing anymore, you know, because failure to act or it's no longer a priority or it's no longer a value to them. So that makes sense. Um, but no, thank you for those um, tiny steps. I, I love the um, scribed. I've heard that um, before. So I'll make sure I put those in the notes for people could get that um, as well as the book reference. Um, I'll put that on there also. But those are good ones. I'm an avid reader, so I read a lot. Um, so I also want to say the reading in the tiny steps piece also allows you to have conversations you wouldn't normally have. And so when you get the opportunity to be in these rooms, someone has to trust <laughs> what you will or will not say when you're in these rooms. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, right, educating yourself to know what they're talking about helps you, right? Yeah, yeah it helps yeah. you get in other rooms. If people, one, know that you understand you're in that room, <laughs> And then when the opportunity comes, you're able to speak um, because you're educated enough to be in that room, if that makes sense. Yep, exactly. Do you agree with that? Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And for anyone who, uh, I I didn't say that because I was trying not to put too many steps on the tiny steps. No, keep going. We're good. Implementation is a thousand percent. Like read, but implement like, when I'm, I have my podcast as well, and I'm always talking about implementation, like guys, take this information and start doing it. You can't just be an information junkie. That's the first step. But if you never implement, then you'll have like a bookshelf book full of books or your, your phone is full. You know, you got to delete some to make space, but you're not any further because knowledge, they say knowledge is power, but not if it's not implemented. Knowledge right. is only power on once you implement it. Um, yes. So I just want to put out the invitation to any of your listeners who are interested in joining my book club. It's a free book club. Okay. Then they can just send me an email. I'll give it to you. So it's in my um, show notes yeah. um, or in your show notes. And uh, just send me an email and I'll add you to the list and send you the Zoom link for the book club. We do about a book or two a month. Not two okay. a month. That's, that's aggressive. But at least a book a month, maybe okay. one and a half months. But no, yes. but yeah. We we appreciate that. Um, some people just need to have that. Um, just to know there are other people out there that are actually listening and reading. Um, however you choose to do it, um, is also very um very helpful. Um, the other thing I'd like to touch on, if I could, um, we I don't ask every guest. Um, it just depends on what it is, but. I'll ask you, um, has the faith or any type of faith play a role in kind of in your journey? Um, and if so, would you be willing to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Did you ask, did you see my last podcast episode? Is that why you asked that? No, no? I actually asked, I asked it on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. That is such a coincidence because my last 
podcast was with Dexter Jenkins, who is a pastor and a real estate investor. Oh, and wow. so we okay. talked about faith and finances and the intersection of being um, holy versus building wealth. Okay. And that kind of dynamic that comes with, you know, a lot of people in the church or being Christian raised in the church and feeling like building wealth is, um, there's a negative connotation sure. to that. Um, but yeah, so faith and my belief is honestly, that's the only thing that has kept me pushing besides like that. Why? If it okay. wasn't back in a faith that like, this is what I'm, I'm meant to do something bigger. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it is. Okay. I see these steps in front of me. So I'm just going to keep taking, because I mean, the name of your podcast is just so, it's like so perfect. Like every mm, reference is, it's all about taking tiny steps. And even if you don't know the direction or if you're going the right way, just moving will put you in alignment with something else that's coming that you didn't even expect to be there. But if you hadn't been moving, you wouldn't have been in the place to receive that other opportunity. So me having faith in that just God is directing me into my purpose, into doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and that I just understand and believe that thing, if I just keep moving, things will happen that are supposed to happen, um, and that I'll be able to affect change in lives like the way that I'm supposed to and meant to be, even if I don't 100% know what that looks like yet. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all about it's all about believing that God is there and he has my back and that he's directing my path, even if I don't know what that's like. So, yes. Yes. I think, well, yes. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, faith is, is the cornerstone, the divine intervention is how I got the name to this podcast. So I definitely uh, want to put that out there. That was not me being that crafty um, at all. <laughs> um, so let's put that out there. <laughs> Uh, we have that in a recorded space. Um, but I would say that, yes, moving, like faith without works is dead. We know that. And so that work part, we kind of don't get that all the time. And so it's just like, well, the work is that you have to move. Um, and so um, I appreciate you saying that. The Yes, having having to move and not knowing, because quite honestly, if we knew where we were going, most of us wouldn't start. And we, Honestly. we certainly wouldn't keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. But no, what I wanted to say too is faith is how you can get over fear, faith over fear. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that when you're trying to be new, it's brand new. You don't know what to expect. And of course sure. you're going to be fearful and apprehensive about moving forward. And I think if I didn't have faith, there's no way I would have been able to push through fear sure. right um and it's funny when i was talking to dr jenkins he has made a comment that like people um they want to they want god to bless them but then they're expecting god to bless a parked car <laughs> so like <laughs> god's not gonna move he's all oh, expecting god to move a parked car god's not gonna move that parked car you gotta be in drive already and then he'll you know help push you along but he's just if you just stagnant right he's not gonna just like bless you sitting there on your behind not doing nothing like if you're putting that effort in then he's gonna put you know put the forces behind you okay that was going ahead <laughs> no i mean no that's that's absolutely right and something that's bigger than you is also um a part of what you said also so i think that we um, need to understand women giving our story talking that through moving through to whatever that end result may be for us 
Mm -hmm. Um, You have to understand there's responsibility that you don't know is there that you are paving the way for someone else that you don't know who that is. Um, You may never know who that is. You may never know to the depths of what that is. Um, But I think we need to think about that too, as we move um, within our purpose, um, because there's others coming behind us to the side of us. um, uh, Those that are pulling us towards it um, that we don't know about um, because there's some type of connection that's happening because we're making those moves too. So um, yes, I would agree with you completely. So thanks um, for sharing um, part of your uh, faith story with this, with your actual inspiring story. (laughs) So um, I want to uh, tell people how to get in contact and in touch with you and and your business and all um, that you're doing. I also want to respect your time guys. She is a mom. She is an entrepreneur. Um, she's doing a lot of stuff even before we got on this call. So I just want to make sure I value her time. But at the same time, I want to make sure people know how to get in contact with you, um, your business and um, and all of that. So can you share that with the listeners? Okay. So my website is noirvestholdings.com. That's N-O-I-R-V-E-S-T holdings.com. Um, there you'll find all my social media channels. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn under Nicole Pendergrass. Uh, you could also send me a message through the website. Um, you can sign up if you're looking to invest. I have opportunities for people who want to be passive or if you want to be active, just send me an email. Let me know what you're looking to do and I will help guide you based on like what your goals are and your current resources. So it may not even be best that you work with me, right? So whoever I have in my now expanded next or expanded network that I can direct you to or resources I can send your way. I'm more than happy to do it. It's all about helping us all elevate and making sure that we can all get to the next level and build wealth that we can impact change in society how we want to see it done. Um, so that's one of my main motivating factors. And so I will help as ever, however I can. So you can always send me an email. Also, just email Nicole at noirvestholdings.com. That's my email address. Or you can message me through any of those channels. Sure. We'll make sure um, um, we'll put those in um, that in the show notes for you. And also you're a podcast. Can you go ahead and speak that too? Uh, so we want to get folks on, on that as well. Listening yes. to that. It is called the Share the Wealth Show. Um, and that's the show where I talk to other primarily minority professionals mm-hmm. uh, about how to build, grow and protect minority wealth. So I have people who are, are actively building wealth, either as investors. It doesn't always, not always real estate. It, there's other things like I've had someone doing Toro on there, like someone who's like a bunch of different entrepreneurial type of ventures. And then we've talked about like trust and estate planning and like how to protect the money once we get it. And, you know, like, so there's so many, all the different pieces of the financial wealth building journey okay. um, and protection we touch on in there and um it's been a blast doing it so far yes yes so um also guys you need to follow her on linkedin too um so that's how we met uh, on linkedin and so um so again uh, part of she's talked all for most of the show and spoken about um just your um networking um and making sure you're connecting um in in this case, connecting to the right folks uh, who can understand kind of where you are and then um, ultimately where you're trying to go. 
Um, so that's another um, another thing I would say as well. She's very active on uh, LinkedIn. So I'll plug you there, Nicole. Um, so, uh, yes, um, she makes pretty some really interesting uh, posts, um, mine, like things that make you think a little bit, but also things that allow you to be engaging. So I would um, recommend you reach out to her on that as well. So, um, well, that's all I have for you. Uh, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, listeners, um, remember to uh, download and follow the Tiny Steps Big Moves podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we appreciate you listening in. Um, and everybody, thank you again and have a great one. Bye. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Tiny Steps Big Moves podcast. Until next time, stay motivated and be inspired. Thank you.